This episode is sponsored by Simply Earth Essential Oils. I use essential oils when I do hot yoga because the smell, it gets me in my zen. I love to use essential oils in my humidifier, especially during these dry winter months. Aromatherapy, it just creates positive vibes, you know? All of Simply Earth's essential oil recipes are tried and tested by in-house certified aromatherapists. Simply Earth's essential oils are 100% pure and come from the best farms all over the world. They are also GC and MS tested by a third party to ensure purity. As an added bonus, Simply Earth gives 13% of their profits to help end human trafficking. So not only will your house smell amazing, you'll also be helping to reduce human trafficking. The essential oils alone would cost over $100 from other companies, but with the Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box, you get four pure oils, six recipes, and extra ingredients for only $39. And when you subscribe, you get a free big bonus box with even more natural goodies. As well as a free $20 gift card for subscribing using our code simplyearth.com forward slash FDS. That's simplyearth.com forward slash FDS. Hey, queens, are you ready to level up? Then join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy, where you can find weekly bonus content and FDS commentary on all the latest pop culture, relationship, and dating news. If you just want to listen to the extra bonus content, we have the Lurker Mode tier on our Patreon. If you want merchandise, access to the private FDS Patreon Discord, which also includes a monthly book club with FDS and feminist-themed books, as well as FDS merchandise, t-shirts, mugs, and the opportunity to discuss topics with the FDS Podcast Queens live as well as submit stories for our Rose Disco Queen and Gnosis discussions on the podcast itself. So if you'd like access to all this and more, visit our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy. What's up, queens? Welcome to the female dating strategy podcast, the meanest female only podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Ro. And I'm Savannah. And I'm Willa. And this week, we will be discussing the complex topic of racial fetishization in dating. So we'll be going over what it looks like, what it means to be racially fetishized, how it can manifest when you are dating, and some tips to avoid or some tips to spot when you are being racially fetishized. This is quite, in my opinion, a very, very under-discussed aspect of general dating advice and it's not really like surprising given the fact that most of the most popular dating coaches um, are often white so this experience isn't really spoken about as much as it should be Uh, so so let's just begin with uh, definitions so being fetishized is in its most academic definition it means sexual fascination with a part of someone's identity Uh, which is not inherently sexual, such as race. Yeah, I feel like people who are racial fetishizers always frame it as, like, appreciation, right? (laughs) Yeah, 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 it's true, it's true. This is kind of the sticky topic, because if you like someone, where does the line, where's the line, right? Because if you like someone who's of a different culture, often you'll want to express your appreciation or um, desire to integrate your life with theirs by expressing some kind of appreciation for their culture. But the question is always like, when does it go too far? When does it go from genuine admiration or uh, appreciation for the individual that you're dating? And when does it go to like some weird, creepy colonizer fantasy thing? (laughs) You know, Rose, right. It can be very difficult to know where the line is. 
And it is a very, very insidious form of racism because it assumes at its core that somebody of a particular race will behave in um, a certain way. And and those particular assumptions are what make you want to date that person as opposed to who that individual actually is. So that's where I would draw the line. I guess if they start to ascribe behaviors to an entire group, specifically submissive behaviors to an entire group. Yes. That's when it starts to get weird more so than, yeah. Cause that's, that's more of a motivation of I want, or I feel that I should have power over this group of people or more desirability to this group of people based on my race even. Right. So they're also yeah like their premium They're They're giving a premium on their race rather than on this person as an individual because people are individuals at the end of the day yeah yeah exactly and even if there's like general cultural trends it doesn't doesn't really say much about the person you're dating in particular yeah Mm -hmm. yeah agreed and it you know people sometimes assume that that people are assuming that that women of color are always submissive but it can also go the other way um in my own experience like black women um can sometimes be seen as, you know, rough and, you know, super ghetto or really, really um, abrasive and brash. Like, that's also another stereotype as well, which does exist and which I've personally been confronted with sometimes. Um, I actually had, like, a guy say to me, like, you don't act black. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? And he was like, oh, you're not loud. And I'm like, what? Um so yeah, that's just an example of how it can go the other way. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd also like to add, it's not just white men who um, can perpetuate this as well. It's it can also be any sort of man, especially if you are if you come from a different background or if you're a different skin tone to them. Yeah, it isn't like just like an issue with with only white men. Um, also, just to put that out there as well. Um, it's also possible to to be racially fetishized by other minority groups as well. I find non-white men can also fetishize white women as well. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> a lot of women of color complain about that, actually, specifically that sometimes... Do I, do I empty the clip on black men here or later? Gradually bring us up to the climax, Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, should I do it? Should I do it? I'll do it. Again. Yeah, like to be fair, it's not just black, but uh, yeah, I know a lot of women of color do complain that um, men of color will fetishize white women for other reasons. Maybe the submissive thing, but also because they feel like having a white woman is like a uh, marker of success. They want to take a white man's woman, or yeah, it's like a status thing. Yeah. And this also can be down to colorism as well. In a lot of minority groups, you so say the lighter you are, uh, the more attractive um, you are, even within minority groups as well. Um, so it can also be down to a desire for, you know, for example, oh, I don't want my children to be dark skinned. And yes, I've actually heard people make that argument before. So moving on to the causes of, you know, what causes people to be racially fetishized? And I know that FDS, we bang the anti-porn drum loudly and proudly, but the influence of porn cannot be understated on this particular phenomenon. If you look at porn of that, that shows a black woman or an Asian woman, you know, for example, you will not find a scene that isn't 
heavily steeped in 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 really really disgusting um like racist tropes you just won't find one like asian women especially they are routinely routinely you know portrayed as the the sexually submissive um you know young women they're often made to look a lot younger than they are and on the opposite end of the spectrum the black women you know black women are are portrayed and even black men as well um, are portrayed as extremely hypersexual, as as really ghetto, and just quite sexually loose at the same time. So the impact of pornography cannot be understated when it comes to being racially fetishized to the point where, you know, I've had some of my black friends who are quite slim, for example, and men basically telling them that they're disappointed that they don't have a big bum and big tits because that's how most black women in porn are are depicted as having that. It's 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 really really fucking gross and really and extremely rude. You can't really deny the impact of pornography and especially in the case of Asian women as well and the horrific proliferation of of sexual tourism, which by the way, right? If a guy tells you that he goes to Thailand, definitely dig more into that because it's highly possible that he's gone for sex tourism which is basically just another form of sexual exploitation and possibly raping women as well. And children. That too, and and kids specifically. (laughs) There's a couple of hotbed countries for sexual tourism. And the it's actually a little bit different depending on the country. Like, so certain countries are more frequented by Europeans. Other countries are more frequented by Americans for sex tourism. And then other countries are more... uh, frequented specifically by black Americans or or black people. So generally a lot of the sex trafficking tourist hotspots at least used to be places like the Dominican Republic. Um, It's increasingly in Colombia. And the reason uh, we know this is because they're all over YouTube sharing this information. Yeah. Yeah. Latin America. It's really sick and sad. They literally have whole movements. Reviews of the brothels they go to. So disgusting. Yeah. The brothels they go to, but not to mention like they call a country if it's been uh, saturated with male sex tourists and the local women have caught on, they call the country burned. Oh, this country's burned now. Meaning all the women there caught on that these creeps are going there to get like free, very cheap uh, sex tourism. So they jack up the prices. Queens. Thanks to God. They jack up the prices. (laughs) Uh, a lot and they start scamming them they start scamming the shit out of them and also what also happens is the local men catch on and the local men don't like that shit so some guy you know people that turn up missing on vacation and stuff like that it's not like uh especially these more dangerous countries like Uh, it's not like they just let american men go off the resorts and just start picking up women without some conversations right Honestly, I do not feel bad for American men who go missing while sex trafficking. Yeah, I don't feel bad either. Trust me. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. I think that's karma. That's justice. They get robbed and stuff. <laughs> I mean, at minimum, they're just getting robbed because obviously if they go there, like, oh, I have a pocket full of cash to come, like, spend it on strippers and sex workers. Then I hope they get robbed. They deserve to get robbed. Exactly. So um, just be aware of that. We're not exaggerating. If you go online, I don't suggest you do, but if you go online, there's actually whole YouTube videos, whole YouTube communities, um, at least at least those, those are the public communities. I know there's probably other online communities where they talk about specific places they can go now to pick up. Were these lames? These really, really stupid, completely dweeby dudes can go and get uh, a lot more bang for their buck when it comes to sex tourism. Mm. It's increasingly becoming well-known that men do this. So there are actually uh, several countries that are actively fighting back in their legal system because it's become such a widespread phenomenon. Good. 
and we should support people who fight back against that 100%. But what I think is also even more hilarious is when men expand this, you know, willingness to you know, to please them into marriage. So they'll go to these places looking uh, for a submissive wife only to find that... Mail-order bride? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, looking for a mail-order bride. And then when they get married, she just comes and picks him clean. Queen. That just, yeah, that just warms my soul. We need to liberate these women such that not only are they not being sexually exploited by these men, but they're financially exploiting these fucking scrotes. I think they're catching on. That's the good news is that it's not... I mean, they have the internet too, right so <laughs> yeah and, and also they're not dumb like they can just they've started to notice the local economy so they're they're also figuring it out but i i agree and i think it just needs to be f- met with the kind of contempt that any other type of trafficking would right i feel like for whatever reason these guys think that this is some kind of love story and rather than like human trafficking which it is like getting a mail order bride is still human trafficking it's just like romantic romanticized human trafficking 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. and especially if you're bringing her over to literally cook and clean for you and have sex with you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah these- i feel like men don't see it as human trafficking because they're women trying to take a person from an impoverished country to do a job for low or no wage is the same as human trafficking and human slavery. You're not paying them commensurate with what a person would do from that job. You're just trying to marry them and legally bind them to you and then force them to do this work for you as a condition of their uh, residency in the United States, which is human trafficking. Yeah, 100%. I mean, even though there is a a marriage, in quotation marks, uh, usually involved somewhere, that's more just a mark of ownership and power and control, especially if the woman's, for example, citizenship is tied, um, you know, to that marriage. That was just an aside. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) the biggest course, however, is actual racism and stereotypes. So so women of colour have been traditionally um, stereotyped and exploited on the basis of their bodies uh, for millennia. Uh, When the Europeans invaded Africa, um, for example, the fetishisation of black women's bodies was extremely common. This played out, I think, the most prominent example I could I could think of was of a woman called Sarah Bartman. Um, if you Google her, she was known for having like basically a huge bum. Um, and what oh, they did I've was yeah. they basically exhibited her like an animal mm. in a zoo um, all over Europe. And that was actually common actually to, I remember I went to Antwerp um, like zoo um about six or seven years ago and at the time I didn't realize that only like 50 years prior like black people like black children are actually exhibited in that same zoo as like exhibit exhibit a amongst animals actually like in European museums exactly that it's fucked up Uh, she was called uh Sartia also known as the hot and tot Venus and that is the thing with with racial fetishization is that at its core it's deeply deeply rooted in racism or like entitlement right racism has many different faces but one of the biggest is to create reasons so that you feel comfortable exploiting that other group the point is the dehumanization yeah exactly yes so when we talk about racial fetishization it's generally it's it's almost like never uh racial fetishization for something that is that would grant that woman agency and power, right? (laughs) 
I'm not saying it never happens, but mm. I'm trying to think of a situation where guys would be like, I really like this race of women because they're um, very independent and smart and have great sense of humor. Or <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Not saying it doesn't happen because you have the weird, like uh, submissive type guys. But even then, like, they're basically, if you ask any female dominant what it's like to be with a male sub, they will tell you it's a fucking nightmare. Because even still, like, they still like... They're needy. ...to top from the bottom, and they're needy, and they like to set the pace. And if like they're not being dominated in a particular way, then they're not interested. And even that actually is, you know, predicated on on the man almost play-acting, um being treated like a woman yeah so even that is very it isn't that he is being treated as inferior based on him being male he is enjoying the fact that he gets to 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 basically play out female stereotypes um of of submission to get himself off even if they try to characterize the women as like mouthy or independent the entire fetishization is going to be to dominate and disrespect her right so that's kind of the thing is that it's so often the degradation is wrapped up in the racial stereotype. They're not racially stereotyping good things <laughs> against people or, or things that would cause them to have individually less power. Yeah. It's, it's a way to denigrate these women so they feel comfortable sexually exploiting them. I also find that like when especially um, white men do this where they will fetishize not so much like the actual features of the woman of that particular race they'll like not her physical features although sometimes they do that as well what they're fetishizing is specifically the power dynamic like they like feeling more powerful Mm. they like having sex with someone that they see is beneath them like significantly beneath them and yeah it's the it's the oppression that they're fetishizing which is the problem not so much like finding certain physical features more attractive which is maybe more innocent but um yeah yeah i actually got that a fair amount in like the bdsm community um and it was kind of weird because for all of the bdsm community's faults like you know one of the times where they did like draw the moral line like weirdly enough was when it came to race so some people engaged in what's known as you know race play where they enact out um basically racist dynamics and that was actually quite common that i came across that when i was in the scene and it was very very disturbing just how comfortable people were with being racist i know we've been talking about the men in that situation but what is the psychology behind women who agree to that stuff just like bottom barrel self-esteem your ancestors are rolling over in their graves sis like i guess though it's a similar it's a similar mentality though to the women who agree to be to be subjugated because they're female which is basically true the basis of any ds dynamic isn't it it's acting out that or and first yeah it does come a place it does come from a place of low self-esteem because thing is with these BDSM dynamics is that you are inadvertently reaffirming um, in the dynamic how you feel about yourself. So if you have a dom, you know, calling you a bitch, a slut, you're useless, you're worthless, and you enjoy that, that means deep down that you probably actually believe that. 
Um, because if you didn't, you would be horrified by it, right? If somebody mm-hmm. actually, if someone called you that, you'd be like, what the fuck? But if you actually enjoy it on some level, you believe that to be true. Um, and I just think just like you can have internalized misogyny, it's possible to be, to have internalized racism in my view. That's, that's a good point in the same way that, yeah, exactly. As you said, it's possible to have internalized misogyny. It's possible to have internalized racism. And especially with, you know, women, you know, we are constantly told and, you know, that, oh, you know, women are are inferior to men in so many different ways that women um, are are only as, you know, useful as, you know, men see them. In a similar way, women of colour are also told, oh, you're not desirable, you know, you're, you, need to, you need to change so much about yourself before you can even think about becoming desirable. And all of that is then... Um, you know, brought out and and amplified within such a dynamic that I can I can't understand, but I can see why a woman of colour might find it appealing if it's reaffirming all the messages that she's been told growing up. So this is why I think representation is so important. Representation matters. Uh yeah, positive representation, because if you don't create positive representation for whatever your group is, uh the dominant group will create it for you and it's gonna be fucked up. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. White men will create. White men will frame you in their frame of view, and whatever it is is going to be degrading and fucked up and exploitative. So I feel like probably a lot of these women, if that's their issue, they may not have seen a lot of positive representations of their race in popular media, or like the idea that women could be of their race have their own unique value, etc. So they settled for being a sex toy for presumably some white guy. Yeah. Which is sad. (laughs) Hanging their self-esteem on like whether white guys find them sexually attractive is just such, such a failure of an opportunity to build real value for yourself and real self-esteem in the world. And I feel like that's such a failure of liberal feminists in particular, because Mm. I feel like a lot of that narrative gets conflated with each other. If you start to think like, oh, kink and sexual kink and BDSM is a way for sexual empowerment for women, then you racialize that. And then a lot of women start thinking, well, this is a way for me to feel sexually empowered. And like, I have sexual value to people, which I'm like, just take the entire lens off sexual value to men, period. Yeah. Can I just say it's weird as fuck to me that liberal feminists will be like, kink and BDSM is amazing. And they'll be super like, oh, Black Lives Matter, super anti-woke, super anti-racist. But then when it comes to race play, they really struggle to have nuanced conversations about that. Like, they'll either be like, well, it's, um, they're just acting on a fantasy. They're not actually hurting anyone in real life. They'll, they'll do the harm, you know, it's not causing any actual harm argument. Well, their only mor- morality is consent. They'll be like, well, they consented to it and the woman chose this because they frame it always in consent and choice rather than the actual merit of the actions itself and also the harm on the person or overall on society. Yeah, and they, and they just seem to completely remove the fact that that consent isn't given, like our choices aren't, aren't made in a vacuum at all. But even then, like, there are some kinksters who will draw the line at race play. Like, there are kinksters who will be like, yeah, it's fine to it's fine to whip women. It's fine to call women bitches, horse sluts, you know, whatever, you know, call her a cum dumpster, whatever. Ooh, but if you use the N-word in play, oof, too far. Like, you're a bad person. Exactly, right? So why is the racism not okay to them, but the misogyny is okay to them, right? So that's what I mean about, like, people who are kinky 
have very conflicting opinions on race play, whether they're for it or against it. And cognitive dissonance is huge. I think we got blocked on Twitter by someone who wrote an article that was like, that said, um, what's, what's that unpopular kink website you were talking about before? Oh, FetLife. Yeah, FetLife uh, has a racism problem. And I was like, you don't motherfucking say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you do, you do. like, the whole thing was like, oh, this is a shock. There's guys on there that are basically sporting clan hoods and asking for sexual favors. I'm like, oh, wow, really? Like, <laughs> Wow, shocking. These same men who, you know, want to fucking sexually degrade and humiliate women, they're also racist. What a shock, like, shocker yeah it was on it was on uh it was on buzzfeed the name of the article and maybe we'll roast this on our bonus content it was called the king this king site has become a hotbed of racism it's from buzzfeed news oh what a surprise <laughs> pretends to be yeah. shocked <laughs> i'm not really i'm not really sure though why people if we accept that that racism exists in society i don't know why people are shocked when people say that things like the dating world or or sex in general is also racist so and it's just as well the i think the general illusion of choice that online dating is given particularly men um, who start thinking that women are some sort of pick and mix assortment that they can just choose from. Like I've had guys, you know, say, I want to have sex with a, um, you know, with a woman of every skin tone or from every continent. And I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, I've gotten that from guys where they're like, oh, I want to have sex with a redhead, I want to have sex with a brunette, and I want to have sex with a blonde, and an Asian, and a black woman, as though we're all different flavors of ice cream. Yeah, they just don't see us as as people like first and foremost and they just see us as different you know flavors that they can try and with each with each flavor and quotation marks being rooted in some shitty stereotype that that they have of that particular group of women and just even outside the bedroom as well like you know moving away from sex you know for a while i've i've also had guys say oh can you make me jerk chicken now just because i'm black doesn't mean i'm from the caribbean i'm not from the caribbean yeah i'm like you're not even jamaican right no i'm not <laughs> like, i'm not from the caribbean <laughs> i'm looking at that like um <laughs> it's like no i'm not from the caribbean they don't even have their uh, ethnicities right because they don't care that's the thing they just see yeah. a dark-skinned woman and just assume that i will be able or, or willing or you know just you know come from the background that will fulfill whatever fancy that they have i'm just like fuck off jollof rice maybe <laughs> did you say jollof rice jollof rice <laughs> i can't i can't say it right <laughs> yeah <laughs> did i say it wrong it's just jollof rice jollof rice yeah <laughs> oh jollof <laughs> 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 You're like jollof rice. <laughs> it's jollof rice. <laughs> I I love it when Savannah does like the American accent. Jollof. <laughs> jollof rice. Oh my bad. Ignorant American. Is that how Americans say it? Jollof. That's so funny. That's so cute. That's how I've heard so it funny. said. <laughs> Sorry. Jo- yes, jollof rice. That's so funny and that's so wrong. <laughs> jollof. <laughs> jollof. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. It could be that I'm just saying it wrong, but that's how I've heard other people pronounce it, so that's how I pronounced it. <laughs> Joe Love. 
Hey, queens, you know, here at the Female Dating Strategy, we're all about taking care of our sexual health and the all important necessity of getting regularly tested for STDs. 51% of people don't get tested because they don't want to bring up sex or STDs in discussions with their healthcare providers. Thanks to our sponsor, Let's Get Checked, you're covered. Let's Get Checked is a at home testing company which is easy and confidential to take an STD test from the comfort of your own home without the awkwardness or unease of visiting a clinic or a healthcare professional. So here's how Let's Get Checked works. You simply go to their site, order a sexual health testing kit, and it arrives at your door in a small, discreet package. From there, you do a small finger prick and send the sample back to their lab with their prepaid shipping label. And in two to five days, you'll get your results and a Let's Get Checked nurse will be available to discuss your results with you if you'd like their feedback. So navigate to letsgetchecked.com and enter your order and enter the code strategy exclamation point. That's letsgetchecked.com with code strategy exclamation point for 30% off. So thanks so much for our sponsors. Let's get checked and back to the show. Just to cap off this section though, in terms of the causes, the point I would like to stress to all women who, um, all women, but especially those who, especially the women of color, is that essentially we live in a world where the closer you are to whiteness, the more conventionally attractive people are likely to find you. This has been proven in numerous studies in anecdotal evidence as well. However, just because you are a woman of colour, that does not mean that you have to part with such disrespect and, and maltreatment. Um, you know, beauty is, you know, found, you know, within and across all races. And I and I genuinely believe that this whole almost race to whiteness that that women of colour are are essentially put on is just another way to to just create that competition and to create that that struggle within the female class as well. It's weird too because it's not just that it's not just women that fall prey to that. It's the men in their group too start to antagonize women for not looking whiter, right? Or and mm. it's really odd because they also have weird internalized racism where they feel like and I've <laughs> I frequent incel forums way too much, but mostly honestly it's pure comedy. It's really funny <laughs> to laugh at these guys because they're the <laughs> like they honestly own themselves better than I could own them a lot of times. <laughs> like it's just like one big circle jerk of self-misery. One of the uh tropes that they have uh is that for uh, men who are not white they call them some variation of a racial stereotype from their country. So they'll call Indian men curry cells or Asian men who are incels uh, rice cells. It's that, yeah. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, so <laughs> most of these guys, they may not be like, let, you know, not handsome by whatever standards they have of their own communities, but they feel like because specifically white women aren't falling all over them, then they're not of value and they don't value the um, affection or attention of women, their own group while they call themselves insults at the same time. So it's like a weird race racist thing where like, I'm like, if you come from a country such as India, where there's like a billion people, clearly people are finding each other, other attractive and having children and everything's fine. Yeah. But these guys are wrapped up again in the racial hierarchy. So they completely disregard and discount the fact that there might be women of their own culture interested in them, it, it like almost doesn't count for them. They still count themselves as incels because they want white attention. Yeah, they want white attention. But I want to point out that it's their own fucking fault that they can't even get women of their own race because the, <laughs> the curry cells and the rice cells. 
<laughs> these are sorry south asia and east east asia uh you know china and india are two countries where that have had a lot of uh sex selective abortions so yeah um a lot of female fetuses were killed before they were able to be born um and so there's just a lot more men than women and so bit fucking shocker there's a bunch of dudes nowadays who can't find a wife because there's way more men than women uh because they don't value female lives so yeah again it's like their own fault that like it's their own patriarchy's fault that they're incels yeah is what i want to say they, they'll try to blame women and oh bl- women are racist or women are shallow or they're this and that or their standards are too high or whatever but no it's their own misogyny that's causing them to be incels so i feel zero compassion for them you can find these types of incels online getting really really mad at interracial couples and literally harassing any woman of their culture that dates out yeah so good for them queen. <laughs> but at the same time though these same men that get mad at women of their own race dating out will also like reject the women of their own race like, it's almost like they it's almost like if i can't have you or if i don't want you then nobody else should want you like mentality yeah it's very fucked on to the uh, the last section of this episode so how to tell if a man sees you as a racial fetish now in my dating life my awareness has become razor sharp so i can spot them from a mile away and men and this is part of the reason why i like online dating is that you can filter these guys out super super quick um because a lot of them just have no fucking shame they'll just say straight up after saying hello i've never been with a black woman before and i was like yep and you never will be block and delete because obviously, like, when you're with somebody interracially, it's a great time of discovery. I mean, you find out things, different things about their culture, about the way they do things, and it can be a really interesting time. But if a man is only talking about the novelty of dating you in terms of your physicality or the way you look, that is a big red flag that you are being racially fetishized. I would say also uh, things like random code switching that doesn't make any sense. If they suddenly develop like an accent similar to your culture, like a black scent or um, a weird Latino accent. (laughs) Or if they start feeling comfortable using like racial slurs that are exclusive to that group. Yeah. Unless maybe he's like the white mic of the group because everybody has a white mic. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. A white mic. What is a white mic? Yeah, I don't know what that is. What? <laughs> For the uninitiated, sorry. <laughs> white mic is like, because he's basically like a poor white guy that grew up in a, a hood that was predominantly inhabited by one racial group. So he's actually kind of grandfathered in. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> that guy like he grew up i know what you're talking about i didn't know that was a term i know what you're talking about though. yeah he, he grew up around those people like that's not fake that's all he knows you can go ahead and give that guy some pussy because he, he doesn't know any better he doesn't know any better that's just how he is oh, oh that's funny i've seen yeah. plenty of those men i just didn't know what it was called I yeah know what it was called. Like- White Mike is the guy whose family moved him into a predominantly uh, ethnic neighborhood. And so he picked up all, he, he, that's literally his culture. So 
<laughs> that guy's fine. <laughs> you know, like bad baby, like that, like that girl on Dr. Phil, like from, she's from, I think Louisiana or something. She's, she, everyone was like, oh, you're blackfishing. She's like, no, that's just how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not imitating black people. That's just how I am. I'm just white trash. I did not know that had that actually had a term. I don't. Yeah, I grew up with a lot of people. <laughs> I didn't know that had a term. I grew up with a lot of people. It was like that. But yeah, that's funny. That's funny. That guy is genuine. Um, so I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about is something different than that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Wag Mites. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding. I know I think that's so funny. <laughs> but... What? I'm just imagining him, that being his actual nickname, like White Mike. <laughs> Sometimes it is, to be honest. <laughs> In the ghetto, yeah. Like, hey, my boy White Mike. <laughs> Sometimes it's literally White Mike. <laughs> But back to the point about, you know, the sexual comments as well. I just find that statement super weird as well, because from a sexual standpoint, a woman's race has really got nothing to do with how she is sexually. And again, this goes back to, you know, the racist porn tropes that are trotted out, that certain women of a particular race, like, perform sexually in a different way. And it's just false. And it's very degrading as well, to someone coming at you thinking that, you're going to be, like, twerking on their dick just because you're black and they've seen it in porn. Like, super, super degrading. No, literally. Like, that's that's literally what guys have said to me. And I'm just sitting there slightly, just like... I mean, firstly, it's a sign they're porn sick, but it's also... It's disgusting, basically. So, yeah. I, I mean, that's probably my number one tell, is that these, like, like race chasers, as I call them, they often give themselves away very, very quickly because they're, they're usually porn sick as well. Another thing that's happened to me as well is like guys have said I look like these black porn stars when we have like nothing physically in common. <laughs> they, they think all black people look the same. Honestly, like so, like yeah. On to probably the biggest, biggest, biggest flag is if he says he only dates women of a particular race and. If he is especially disparaging to women of his own race. So, for example, if a white man says, oh, and this is, this is, this is quite common as well. Oh, you know, like American women are so, they're instill this like, for example, feminist bullshit. I'm going to go over to Thailand and get a wife there. And men have actually said this unashamedly. Then. Yeah. Yeah, no. Or they'll just, you know, find. Um, an Asian woman to date because they assume that they're all submissive and passive and will just, you know, roll over for them. I also think that racialized minorities can also, can also fetishize, um, for example, racialized majorities. Um, we've spoken about the impact of colorism previously in the episode, and that is a huge thing. Um, it, it's, isn't uncommon. Um, you know, for men within a racialized minority community to seek out um, essentially white women to 
you know, whether that be for their own personal status or if they just essentially harbour a dislike for darker skinned women. And as a result of that, we see this lot in rap music, they will end up disparaging, you know, women of their own race as well. That's a slightly different form of the fetishization because it's directed towards the majority group, which is the majority in this case is white women. Um, but it's still a form of a racial fetish. Especially if you go to the extent of degrading women of your own race, you know, some of these women, um, like who are, um, who you're probably darker than. I want to say straight up, if I find out a guy is colorist, I'm extra mean to him just to teach him a lesson that white women shouldn't be trusted. I just want him to know. And I, I've dated guys who are white and also guys outside of my race. Uh, I'm, I live in a very multicultural city. There's people from all different backgrounds. <clears throat> um, but it's embarrassing how many men will date me who are, who are not white and they'll say something really shitty about women of their own race and like, oh, like, um, oh, this my, the women of my race, they're like, I don't even want to say it out loud because it's like, yeah, maybe don't. I feel uncomfortable saying that out loud. But anyways, I'll, I'll leave that up to your imagination, but they'll say degrading things about the women of their own race. And they say it in a way like it's supposed to be a compliment to me. And in my head, I take that as moral license for, I get to do whatever the fuck I want to him. I'm like, I will destroy you. I will drain your bank account. I, I don't have to treat you like a person anymore. Just as an act of female solidarity. Okay. And I strongly encourage white women out there if a guy is degrading to women of his own race that means that you get to be mean to him that i don't make the rules <laughs> be worse be worse than what he's describing <laughs> like be worse than what he's exactly if he's saying oh women of my own race are demanding be more demanding if you say oh women of my own race they're so materialistic be more materialistic the sad part is the sad part is these guys are so racist internally that they'll yeah. take it from a woman who's not of their same race that's yeah. the fucked up part yeah that's and and a lot of yeah. women talk about that it's like they'll get a woman of a certain ethnicity and suddenly all those behaviors are cute or they'll tolerate it from women who are not of their same race and shows you it's just a bunch of like internalized racism and hypocrisy and not actually about the women themselves yeah i want to teach him a lesson that white women are not better we're actually a fucking nightmare sometimes i just want him to know that did you tell the story here about your uh, stepdad's Asian bride that, like, basically... Oh, yeah. Like, like, okay, so my dad, yeah, he has a second wife. Uh, she's from an Asian country. Uh, he thought she would be submissive. Um, she's not. She terrorizes him emotionally and psychologically. Uh, she has him completely wrapped around her finger. I kind of hate her because she's my stepmom, and I don't like how... <laughs> I kind of hate how she she's probably draining my dad's bank account, which is going to impact my inheritance. So that does bother me a little bit. Not going to lie. That being said, <laughs> I too would one day like to own a man the way that she does. Like I want to know her tricks, her strategies. I want to learn from her. I want to be like her. I don't want to compete with her over my dad's attention, but I, want, I too hope to uh, uh, ascend to the levels of queendom, uh, ruthless queendom as she does. Um, but yeah, so yeah, my dad expected her to be like submissive, and also she's quite a bit younger than him. Um, and he didn't get that at all. He got a woman who uh, 
<laughs> he doesn't even need to seem to realize or acknowledge how dependent he is on her and how much she rules the roost. Um, but no, good for her. Like, <laughs> queen. Make his pockets hurt. Do, 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 do. If a guy is racist, make his pockets bleed. That's my that's my political <laughs> platform. Scam men who are racist, they deserve it. It is you have the moral license to do that. Scam racist twenty twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's just again, it's just another it's just another flavor of misogyny, and it honestly makes me so. It, it, it honestly makes me quite sad that so many women or they date guys who are very, very disparaging of of women, like racially, because ultimately it comes down to a lack of respect and misogyny, right? If he can do that to another woman, um, he can and will do that to you. And these, especially these um these <laughs> these rappers and their baby mamas always find out the hard way that, you know, these rappers who who I mean, constantly rap about, oh, I only do white chicks or, you, oh. you, you know. <laughs> Me and my cohort of crazy white bitches. Yeah, exactly. For example. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Me and my clan of crazy white bitches are going to come after you. <laughs> They're going to pull up. Lily <laughs> <laughs> and crew about to pull up. <laughs> I will ruin their lives. Lily <laughs> <laughs> on every block. <laughs> no, unironically, this is how we will defeat colorism: is by the women at the top of the hierarchy just being so costly that the men just decide they're not worth it. That there's no benefit. But I'm telling you, they're so they're so brainwashed that they'll justify it. That's why I think. I mean, I've seen this shit go down. Like, I mean, I hate to say it, but again, YouTube. YouTube and like world star hip hop and all these things. There's so many um, videos of men who date outside their race and these women will call them all types of racial slurs and degrading things to their face. And they're just sitting there and taking that shit. Mm. So I feel like I'm fine with you doing it. Trust me. I'm fine. I'm just not, I'm not, I don't know if it'll be enough to break them. Such is the spell of, uh, that just means we need to up the ante. That just means we're <laughs> Snatch purses, wallet, snatch the block. <laughs> Break his ego. <laughs> Reach down into his deepest insecurities and then twist the dagger in his heart. <laughs> I'm telling you, get 401ks in your name and divorce right for the shit out of all yes. of them. <laughs> Just do it for the culture. I will do it for my sisters. Who- <laughs> Solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like get made and then like get made and then fuck someone white in their house. Do yeah. that. Just, like, <laughs> marry him and then cheat on him with the white guy. <laughs> and then empty his bank account. <laughs> it's what they deserve. <laughs> That's justice, okay? That's just <laughs> equity. <laughs> Bogus racial. Our list of really bogus racialized things to do. Combat racism with even more racism. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't safe in these streets. Not with Lilith out here prowling the streets. (laughs) (laughs) We want you to know. (laughs) We want all these like 
racial fetishizers to know it ain't safe out here. It ain't safe in these streets no more. Lil's and her crew's gonna pull up at any time. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be a serious conversation about <laughs> it's hard to be serious because it's so ridiculous right <laughs> it's ridiculous because men act like this <laughs> they need to be punished honestly uh, there needs to be consequences for their behavior as we've said before <laughs> It's true. Like, another woman shouldn't entertain that. If you come across a guy who is very, very disparaging of women towards his own race, like, firstly, he's outing himself as a misogynist because, you know, that is, you know, the underlying factor. But secondly, he also has no respect for you as well. Like, he's trying to create that sense of competition and that sense of um you know you're better than another woman hence why i'm with you but really all you've won is the booby prize because he ain't shit exactly if he's saying that it means he's the consolation prize okay he's not relationship material at that point point. and it's quite it's quite sad to see so many women buy into that they will get with these you know misogynist and you know racist or internally racist men um, and then they'll start doing the shocked, the shocked Pikachu face when he starts being a piece of shit to them as well. And it's like, they're not gonna, if you're, if you're watching a guy unload his, you know, misogyny, which is essentially, you know, what this is a different form of onto another woman, rest assured he's got plenty left. He's got plenty of servings left for exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. That's been, there's been a lot of, um, women who've had egg on their face when it came Danny to like Lee is one that yellow bone yeah since santana where like they they've dated men they've dated black men and i think a, they actually made a lot of very explicit colorist statements and also said that like oh black guys treat them better because they're light-skinned or black guys treat them better because they're latino and then these guys treated them like shit <laughs> and ended up like publicly embarrassing them and so sometimes when women, like, they can internalize that racial fetishization and put themselves on a pedestal and then it makes them very blind to all the ways these guys are playing them mm-hmm. because they feel like, oh, he might have did that to the other type of woman because, but she's not me and I'm this and I'm that. And it's usually some kind of weird, unjust, uh, racialized fetish, fetish, weird, unjust pride in the racial fetishization of these, like, low-rent dudes. And then these low-rent dudes act like low-rent guys like they're supposed to be yeah right like they've advertised they are and so a lot of these women end up with egg on their face and they're looking real stupid because now they're like the fifth baby mama to some like struggling rapper and they thought they were special because they were basically not black right (laughs) yeah no that's my message for white women out there like you are not special these guys might put you on a pedestal but understand that like it's not if the guy is shitty to begin with, there's no value in being put on a pedestal by somebody like that. Yeah, sure. Um, if you do interact with those kinds of guys, you have to have a ruthless pragmatist mindset. Don't think that this is true romance, anything like that. Like, get in, get your bag, and get out, and then humiliate him so that you come out on top. 
<laughs> or don't inter- yeah. or just shut it down. Or just don't yeah. interact with them at all. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm just like weird yeah, like that. Yeah, but. don't entertain it. Yeah, even yeah, Chloe Kardashian, who we actually you know we feel sort of bad for here because uh, obviously no. Tristan Thompson. I don't know. Well, maybe we don't. No, I don't feel bad for her either. <laughs> all right, I was trying to be diplomatic. I was trying to be diplomatic, but no, she. I mean, she's another example of like, okay, she got with a guy whose girlfriend was pregnant at the time they were hooking up. Right. And then expected to be treated better, I think, because she was a Kardashian. And he does nothing but embarrass her and cheat on her and have outside kids. So, yeah, I saw this tweet. I can't remember the person who posted it, but they had a really great tweet that was like, oh, the, ba- the Kardashians are getting the baby mama treatment in their own house. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And like she and she's gone out of her way to be like, oh, I only date black guys and I only have this. And there's nothing, I guess, wrong with having this is like where the, the whole preference versus fetishization thing gets a little weird. Cause I'm like, I'm not saying you can't like date what you like, but at the same time it, it comes across like she thought she had more power there than she did. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you look at the Kardashians though, they, they've basically made their money off emulating having black, traditionally black. Having curvy bodies, getting BBLs. Of like having like traditionally black or racially ambiguous features because they're all pale as hell, like naturally. But thanks to tan and you know filters and you know stuff, they've now lip fillers and BBLs. And... You know they can now pass as being racially ambiguous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny actually. On the top of on the top of Claire Kardashian was when uh, Tristan Thompson like released that bullshit statement um, when he admitted to to fathering another child, um, and he was like. I take full responsibility for my actions. I was like, who else do you expect to take responsibility for your actions? <laughs> who else? I was like, you don't have what, a choice me? now. The DNA what, test came back. The, the paternity test came back positive. So he doesn't have a choice but to take responsibility now because he's legally required to. So I was like, and also, who else do you expect to carry responsibility for you? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It's, I think, some, some, some class, you know, solidarity is needed, but that also involves people, especially white women, accepting that race plays a huge role in attraction and how women are treated because a lot of white women are quite frankly, they're still in denial because it doesn't affect them or they don't think that race, even though they acknowledge it's an issue in society, they don't recognize how that impacts on dating mm-hmm. well they're not willing to recognize that 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 impacts on dating and you can have to the point where you can have a a a black woman and a white woman who are doing exactly the same thing or wearing the same thing the white woman is deemed as immensely attractive whereas the black woman is you know ghetto trashy and disgusting I think I guess we kind of already covered that when we talk about men's internalized racism is that, yes, it's, you can have the same behaviors exhibited by two different women and it's perceived very differently by the same man because of him accepting certain racial stereotypes is true. Yeah. Or validating certain racial things. So it is it is kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is our brief introduction into the the topic of racial fetishization. I can't even say it properly, guys, um, in dating. I hope this sparks a bigger discussion because obviously I'm only speaking from the perspective of a black woman. Um, it will be good to revisit this topic again um, and have 
and have, you know, women from different ethnic minorities and backgrounds sharing their experience. Um, but in the meantime, uh, yeah, feel free to, to comment your own experiences. Um, and I just, again, I'd really, really like to reiterate that just because you may not fit the conventional standards of beauty uh, due to the colour of your skin, that does not mean that you're not beautiful. It does sound really cheesy, but it's absolutely true. Like, beauty can be found within and across all races. Mm-hmm. Um, and say no to two racist fetishizers and men. Just say no to them or just make their lives hell. Just like Lilith will. Yeah. Either say no or destroy their lives. Those are the only two options. <laughs> They're scorched earth and make his pockets hurt. Si, se puede. Make suffer <laughs> or ignore him completely. Option A, option B, you know, good cop, bad cop, you know. They should be grateful, actually, if I ignore them, okay? That's actually the more merciful option. Uh, that's our show. Check out our Twitter at femdatstrat and our Instagram at underscore the female dating strategy. And check out our website, thefemaledatingstrategy.com. And if you want to hear weekly bonus content, go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy. Thanks for listening, queens, and for all you racial fetishizers out there. Lilith's pulling up with the clip. (laughs) Die mad. (laughs) See you next week, guys.